Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome. Welcome. Leaping fish, or rather, or in addition, leaping fish injuries. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research, with a special pocket-sized episode about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Here's fluid dynamicist Nicole Sharp. A sturgeon, an especially sturdy sort of fish, can cause injuries to a human being. A study in a medical journal sounds the warning. Sturgeons versus Surgeons. Leaping Fish Injuries at a Level 1 Trauma Center by Jason P. Wilson, George Burgess, Robert D. Winfield, and Lawrence Lautenberg, published in the journal The American Surgeon in 2009. The four co-authors are at the University of Florida. Three are medical doctors. The fourth studies sharks, and also studies, in this case at least, sturgeons. As a group, the foursome became aware of what, to them, was a new sort of danger. We've recently noted an increase in patients injured by an unusual mechanism and source, leaping sturgeon. We present our experience with eight cases of sturgeon-related injuries. Sturgeon or sturgeons? Sturgeons. Sturgeons or sturgeon? Sturgeon. Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg, some of whom are surgeons, regale us with facts about sturgeons. Sturgeons of the family Acapinceridae are basal actinopterygian fishes, which is to say they have fins that are webs of skin supported by bony spines. Their distribution is confined to the northern hemisphere, where they are found as freshwater denizens or moving from nearshore marine waters upstream into rivers in seasonal spawning migrations. Something changed, Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg say. Banning commercial fishing for the species in Florida in 1984 and other efforts to maintain and restore critical habitat likely have resulted in more robust populations in recent years. Concurrently, there has been a rise in utilization of the Suwannee River by humans, resulting in greatly increased boat traffic. Ever been on the Suwannee River? I have not. I've only been to Florida once. Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg say that the change brought related changes. As a consequence, gulf sturgeon, which behaviorally are prone to leap from the water, have been implicated in a series of watercraft-related injuries occurring in the Suwannee River. The sharp scoots, bony plates on their outer surface, and large size, reaching sizes in excess of 100 pounds, contribute to the trauma inflicted upon victims struck by leaping sturgeon while in watercraft traveling at moderate to great speeds. In addition, avoidance maneuvers performed by vessel operators have also resulted in injuries secondarily attributable to leaping sturgeons. What do they mean when they say secondarily attributable? They're meaning that when somebody tries to dodge away from hitting the fish, they crash and hurt themselves. Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg found reason to express pride. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first reported series of sturgeon-related trauma in the medical literature. 
Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg go into detail, going so far even as to give specific numbers. Eight patients sustaining sturgeon-related injuries presented to our level one trauma center during the 15-month period we studied. All sturgeonogenic injuries are not alike. There was a wide variation in injuries, ranging from simple facial lacerations requiring routine outpatient care to subarachnoid hemorrhage and liver lacerations resulting in extensive time in the intensive care unit. However, most sturgeonogenic injuries are not entirely non-alike. Most injuries involved patients on jet skis or boats traveling on the Suwannee River. Injuries occurred in one of two ways— One, the patient was struck directly by the sturgeon causing injury, or two, the jumping sturgeon caused the patient to react in a manner that led to injury by crashing the vehicle against a stationary object, for example. Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg divide this tiny universe of sturgeonogenic injuries into distinct types. We have deemed patients who were struck directly as having primary injuries, and those who reacted and crashed as having secondary injuries. Secondary injuries occurred on three patients— These injuries were more severe than the primary injuries. Here are the horrors of one particular case. One accident occurred when a boat traveling down the Suwannee River swerved to miss a leaping sturgeon and struck a piling, resulting in ejection of the passengers from the boat. One patient suffered a subarachnoid hemorrhage, a grade 3 liver laceration, a pneumothorax, and several orthopedic fractures. The second passenger in the vehicle suffered a sacroiliac joint separation and mesenteric hematoma. Sacroiliac joint separation? Sacroiliac joint separation. Mesenteric hematoma? Mesenteric hematoma. Here are the horrors of a different particular case. Another accident occurred when a patient rolled her jet ski trying to avoid a leaping sturgeon. She suffered a tongue laceration and partial amputation of her little finger. Youths, human youths, are especially at great risk of suffering sturgeonogenic injuries. It's not surprising that this seems to impact younger patients, as the majority of injuries occurred to individuals engaging in active pursuits, such as enjoying the Suwannee River on jet skis and other boats. The patients who tried to swerve to miss the sturgeon suffered more severe injuries than the patients who were struck directly by the sturgeons. This is most likely related to the forces involved in these accidents. These accidents tended to be at high speeds, and the forces involved led to more severe injuries. Nicole, talk to me a little bit about the forces involved when this kind of collision happens. In the primary or the secondary type case? Both. Just a little, little bit about the general physics at work here. So let's assume that you are on a jet ski and you're traveling 20 miles an hour, which I think for a boat may be fast, but I'm not too familiar with jet skis. And you have a sturgeon that's leaping in the air. And relative to your velocity, the sturgeon is, we'll say, roughly stationary. So that means the relative velocity between you is the 20 miles an hour that you're moving at. If, on the other hand, you see that sturgeon leap up and you're going 20 miles an hour and you suddenly turn really sharply to try and avoid it and you lose control and crash the craft, instead of you just getting hit by this 100-pound object, now you're probably coming off the craft, you're crashing into the water, you may be crashing into a stationary object like they were describing before, and all of a sudden the uh, amount of momentum exchanged and forces involved are going to be much harsher, in part because you're going going to be having them in strange multiple directions from the turning. That sounds complicated and horrible. Yeah. Crashing usually is a bad thing. Back to the report. 
Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg dwell on one very particular case. The one primary injury that required an ICU stay involved a sturgeon jumping directly into the path of a patient traveling at high speed, leading to severe injuries. ICU's intensive care unit. So this person who was injured when a sturgeon jumped directly into the path of a person traveling at high speed ended up in the intensive care unit of the hospital. Right? That's correct. Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg seem to hint, though they avoid saying it directly, that the human victims may be inviting these collisions with what otherwise might not be their destiny. It is unclear why Gulf Sturgeon jump out of the water, but it's possible that the loud noise associated with the boat and jet ski engines in the relatively shallow Suwannee River waters may contribute to a sturgeon flight response. Flight response? That would be the sturgeon trying to get away. Wilson, Burgess, Winfield, and Lautenberg leave us with their collective considered wisdom. A heightened awareness of the sturgeon's presence in the river and implementation of safe boating practices are needed to reduce the frequency and severity of injury related to leaping sturgeons. After your exposure, just these past few moments, to this medical report, does this uh, at all change the way that you expect you would behave in the future? Certainly, I think it encourages you to keep an eye out for obstacles that may be jumping out of the water at you. And you will do that? Oh, most certainly. More than you would have before. Most of my boating experience has been on lakes where this is not really an issue. Now I think I'm going to be afraid of uh, sea-connected rivers. You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a special pocket-sized episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. If you haven't been listening, well, in any event, I invite, advise, and implore you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research. Six new issues a year. Get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prize and the ceremonies and how we're coping with the copious constraints of the COVID-19 pandemic and about how you can help via our Patreon all this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we will look at something or other. Yeah. Until then. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>